Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of Hoops Caviar, the podcast where me and my co-host Ryan Sheehan talk about all things basketball. My name is Dante Toro. You can follow me on Twitter at Dante on Deck. There you can find all your favorite basketball content, Boston Celtics content, anything you want to anything you want to find regarding basketball related things. And I am joined by the man that I just mentioned a few seconds ago, Ryan Sheehan. Ryan, how's your day going, man? Going pretty well, bro. Had my last day of work today, so I'm kind of hyped about that. Start school on Monday, so all you... Already? Yeah, yeah, already. That's crazy. Um, unfortunately. So all you kids out there, hit the books real hard. <laughs> Keep watching basketball because it's also important. You know how it goes, basketball, then school. <laughs> um, but I am Ryan Sheehan. As always, I go by Sheehan. You can find me at 401Sheehan on Twitter where all the hilarious stuff goes on there. My Twitter is pretty low-key funny. No one knows about it, but <laughs> if you look at it, you'll be surprised. So, But this is Hoops Caviar. Welcome back, everyone. We have a good episode coming up, Dante. Great. Yeah, we, Some we good were talk. kind of uh, giving the run-through. We were kind of talking about what we, what we were going to uh, talk about today. We were going to talk about the seeding games who we think the MVP is, who we think should make the all-bubble uh, team, I guess you can call it. The NBA is giving out um, an award for, you know, basically the MVP of the bubble, and they're going to make a team consisting of five players who have been the best players in the bubble. And we had a few other things to talk about, but as we were getting ready to go, uh, we got a notification saying that the Boston Celtics signed Brad Stevens to a contract extension. LFG. Uh, uh, LFG, baby. I mean – Brad Stevens has been with the Boston Celtics since July of 2013. He's the 17th head coach for the Celtics. Um, he is someone that is a crucial, that has been crucial to this team's rebuild since then. You know, that when they signed him, it was around the time when they traded Paul Pierce and Garnett and just kind of went, you know, uh, full rebuild mode, essentially. Um, and Brad Stevens has been here through the ups and the downs. Uh, now he's really going to be here for, for the long run. I don't know what the, the yearly, I don't know how many years it's for. I don't know how much it is, but I'm assuming it is a pretty, it is going to be a pretty good extension. Um, Ryan, do you want to throw in some details there about Brad Stevens and why me and you were so happy that he's going to be here for well, a few more years at least? Yeah, to start, he's had, uh, I think I just read 315 wins so far in his career with the Celtics which would make him eighth on the all-time uh, Celtics coaches list. So, obviously, that's just only going to go up, and I'm so happy that we are extending him. I think he's one of the best coaches in the NBA. I think he has the perfect team for what um, he wants to do, and I think he's just a good NBA brain. He does a lot of things that other coaches don't. I think sometimes he – waits a little bit on timeout calls to play it out and see what happens, which is, yeah, I get it. But other than that, he is one of the best coaches in the league, and I'm happy we are extending him. So thank you so much, Danny Ainge, for making that decision. Yet yeah, again, another genius decision. He's just a great basketball mind, Brad Stevens. I mean, obviously his win percentage speaks for itself. He's actually 318 and 245 win loss, so he has a 56 win percent. Um, in six plus seasons with the Celtics and he's just one of those guys like you know he relates to the players he's a, a player coach like he's just a guy that you want around um, puts your guys in the right positions to win I think he is 
a phenomenal coach when it comes to point guards because if you look at the guards that he's had to uh, take under his belt uh, for the team, the Celtics teams as he had to coach, he's had Isaiah Thomas, who he's turned into, you know, the superstar that he was. He had Kyrie Irving, who, you know, had some of his best years statistically and even like, you know, efficiently. He was he had some of his best seasons in Boston and now he has Kemba Walker. And he's also just known for taking guys and just giving them the best years of their career, like Jay Crowder, Jonas Jarebko, Kelly Olinick. Um just like these low key guys that you were I can think of a few more, like Jared Soldier. I don't know. Like he's just taken some no name guys and just led them to successful careers and they end up getting contracts somewhere else. Evan Turner. I mean, that's another one right there. He was in Boston for like three million a year. And then he signed an $18 million contract in Portland when he yep. left. And he is a no, he does not deserve that money whatsoever, but nope. because of Brad Stevens <laughs> and because of what he allowed him to do when he was in Boston, he helped him earn that money. So he, that's just the type of guy he is. He just really elevates his guys and puts them in the best position to be the best version of themselves so as Celtics fans me and Ryan are very happy to have him along for the next few years I mean we'll see I mean I'm gonna I'll keep updating so we'll see maybe while we're recording we can get an update on the years money all that stuff um, but the next thing we want to talk about also wait hold on he has three uh, 318 wins by the way and are the fourth most by any Celtics coach so I want fourth yeah I want to yeah, I wanted to fix that. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad. I'm glad you jumped in. I was. It, well, it you makes, go- it just makes him look better. You know, he's fourth all time on the Celtics. He's only been here for six, uh, seven years actually. So it's just like that is very, very impressive. And I, you said earlier, it's only going to go up from here. So we're we're very excited to have him along for a few more years at least. But the next topic we want to talk about last night. I don't know if you guys. Uh, Got a chance to watch the Milwaukee Bucks Washington Wizards game. Yes, I know it is a weird basketball game to watch. Chris Middleton didn't play. Um, Eric Bledsoe didn't play, I believe. It was kind of really just like Giannis and Brooke Lopez. I watched it because I had money on the game because I'm a degenerate. And Respect. I, you know Respect. What? And you know what? It makes me watch all these uh, low-key games I normally wouldn't watch. But if you watch the game in the second quarter, Giannis Antetokounmpo got ejected. Um for headbutting, who was it that he headbutted, Ryan? Do you know who he was? Uh, was it? Wait, oh, what? I have to look it up again. You had the video. I, up. Basically, so... what him and him and some guy on Washington got into it a little bit, and you know they were exchanging words, and all of a sudden Giannis just headbutts him, <laughs> just like in his head, like just headbutts him on in the head, um, and then he got ejected for. It. And there was actually a clip. Oh, it, in- it was Moritz Wagner. Wagner, that's what yeah. I thought it was. Yeah, Wagner, Wagner, however you pronounce it. Um, back when they played earlier in the year, they actually had a scuffle. Those two guys, Giannis and Wagner, had a scuffle. I'm pretty sure Giannis, like, whacked him in the face, like, with his hand, just, like, hit him. It was like – it seemed like it was unintentional because he was just kind of flailing his arm. But he did hit him in the face, So and it was like they had a little thing there. And now, obviously, last night that happened. So I think that's pretty – um. That's pretty crazy, but you know, Ryan, uh, do you think anything's actually gonna come out, come up about this? Like, do you think he's gonna get suspended? I mean, listen, the way that he headbutted him, I'm sure if you haven't seen this, look it up, go on Twitter, go on social media, go on Google, go on whatever you wanna search this on and look it up because it wasn't like an obviously when it comes to a headbutt, it's kind of hard to unintentionally headbutt someone. Like, you have to, like, you know, 
really no, he put to do some. It. He, it was very intentional what he wanted to do, and I feel like if this was any, I don't think he's gonna get suspended. That's I think I, he's gonna get fined. I think he's gonna get whatever. Um, it's gonna be a slap on the wrist. He's not gonna get suspended. Why? Because there's one game left in the regular season, and the playoffs start early next week. So it's like. I don't think if it was anyone else, I think they would get suspended. But since it's Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's not. But what do you what do you think, Ryan? Let me ask you: Can you suspend the face of the league? Well, they wouldn't let him foul out in the first game. Against no, but the I'm I'm asking you: Do you think anyone ever wants to dis- suspend the face of the league? No, anyone, except if it for was Roger LeBron, Goddard. if it was Giannis, if it was like <laughs> Harden or someone like that. Like I don't think that would happen. No. Yeah, exactly. So like. The thing is, he should be suspended because you can't headbutt someone. You can't at all. And if you watch the video, it's not like he flopped or anything. He there was like if you watch the back view of it and you watch the guy's hair, like he got some. He got hit pretty hard. Like any angle you look at, oh, it, he got I mean, hit pretty hard. Yeah, I mean, Giannis is a big dude. Like I'm not saying guys got a big head or anything, but like with that much force, no, like but he, he hits you like that's gonna hurt. You no, know yeah, what I for mean? sure. That, but he he should be suspended. He should be. It's just you can't do that. No one does that in the NBA at all. It's not soccer. You're not sitting. You can't do it. So if 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 it were me, I would just suspend him for the last game and that's it. And just be like, all the right, last, guys. The last game means Why would you headbutt ways. someone? When do you ever see anyone headbutt? I mean, and, and to, it's, it's against the Washington Wizards. Like, do you think like, right. that, that game meant nothing? Whatever. He, but, he, um, won't, he won't get suspended, but in my opinion, I think he should be. Yeah, no. I, I, like, I, even if you I, just I'm with do you the last that. game. If I'm you with just you do on the, that. If you just do the last game, whatever. But you can't do that. If it was someone else, they're getting suspended. So it should be the same thing for him. Yep. Um, I'm actually going through Twitter right now, just try, trying to stay updated with Brad Stevens, see if they reveal any details. And what I just pulled up is uh, the Rockets have announced that Russell Westbrook underwent an MRI in Orlando for a quadriceps injury. The results revealed a strained quadriceps muscle in his right leg has been an injury that's been bothering him. He actually played uh, yesterday, I think it was, against San Antonio. Um, and he missed the game before, but now he's missing today. And he will not play Friday, and he's going to be reevaluated before the playoffs start next week. So that's something to keep an eye on. The Rockets are the fourth seed currently, and they are only one game ahead of the Oklahoma City Thunder, and a game and a half ahead of the Utah Jazz. So they are um, they are currently playing for some for seeding. I mean, they're they're already locked into the playoffs, obviously, but that is a um, that's a tough injury. That's a yeah, tough no, injury for tough. Houston, especially considering they're a team that could make a run, a sneaky little run in the West, and try to upset some teams. Um, that's pretty upsetting. So I hope that I hope that goes well. Hopefully, it's just like you know, just something super mild. Um, he rests up today again on Friday, and then gets ready for the playoffs. And I mean, you know, and we'll see what the matchup is for them. Anyways, they might not need him in the first. I mean, I think they need him to make a successful playoff run because if they have to play like the Thunder first round, that could be a tough matchup without Westbrook. But uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see when we get there. But Russell Westbrook out for the next two games will be reevaluated before the playoffs begin. Now, 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 the big topic of discussion me and Ryan want to talk about. The NBA announced that they are going to be giving an award for basically player of the bubble. And you can just say bubble MVP, the MVP of the Orlando bubble, these, these seeding games. And they're also going to make a team consisting of five players. Um, 
you know, kind of like an all NBA first team, but an all bubble team. Um, so me and Ryan are going to give our choices of who we believe should be on that all bubble team. And then who we also believe should win the MVP of the bubble. It's kind of, uh, you know, we're going to debate this. So we're going to, you know, we don't have all of the same picks, but it's tough because, you know, I feel like when people come up with their lists and they put it out, um, it's going to be, everyone's going to have a lot of the same players. So bear with us here. We're going to, you know, talk about who we have, why we have them, but we're probably going to have a few of the same guys here. So Ryan, I'll start off. I'll just give my five and you'll give your five and then we'll give our choice for MVP. And then we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. So my, my five players, the all seeding games team, as you can say that I'm selecting here at point guard, I got Damian Lillard. Now, as of this recording, Damian Lillard is averaging 37 points, four and a half rebounds, nine assists a game on 48, 41, and 88% splits. He just had 50 points a few games ago, and then he topped it off with 61 last game. Um, there's no real words to describe how good Damian Lillard is. Like Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted, he's, there's no player in the NBA that's more important to his franchise and his team than Damian Lillard. And I don't know who you could put ahead of that because Damian Lillard just means so much to that franchise he means so much to that team with you take Damian Lillard off that team I don't know where they are he is someone that has been amazing just since he's been in the league I mean Kobe Bryant we've seen clips on social media of Kobe Bryant just saying like man this kid's a problem like this kid is something like he is going to be special and that's (laughs) the trailblazers were out of the uh they, you know, they were in contention of making the playoffs, the playing tournament, and now they are the eighth seed because of Damian Lillard. If Damian Lillard isn't playing the at the level that he is right now, they would not be in the position that they are, and that is an understatement. Um, so Damian Lillard, I have as my point guard, my shooting guard, I have Devin Booker, who is averaging thirty-one points, four and a half rebounds, and six assists a game for the Phoenix Suns, who are seven and zero in the bubble. That has been the story of the bubble, really. I mean. The Suns had a 0.1% chance of making the playoffs or making the play-in tournament before all of this started. And as of the other day, it was like 5%. Then they won that. Then they won against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So that percent chance is probably higher. I mean, they're only like a half a game out right now of mm-hmm. making the play-in tournament or being the eighth seed. They need to win out. They have to definitely win their last game to at least put them in that contention. Um but Devin Booker has just been playing on another level. He's had multiple 35-point games, multiple 30-point games, just elevating him, his uh, scoring, not just his scoring, but his playmaking, setting his teammates up. Just He's been on another level as well, hitting half-court shots from the logo, hitting game winners against the Clippers. Just He's been special all, uh, all uh, throughout all of the seeding games. So Devin Booker is my shooting guard, my small forward. Well, I mean, he's my small forward, but my third guard, I guess you can say, is Luka Doncic, who is averaging 32, 11, and 11. Like, I mean, I mean, I really don't know else, what else to say there. I mean, he's just kind of made Russell Westbrook. Guys like Russell Westbrook and Luka Doncic just kind of make the triple-double look easy. Like Luka Doncic, it's just like gets it's just sure. a walking triple double sure. machine. You know what I mean? Same with Russell Westbrook when he was on the Thunder. He really isn't like that anymore because he has Harden. But Luka Doncic is just like 
naturally gets a triple double. Like he almost averaged a triple double this year. And he's, I, I think that some point in his career, maybe multiple points in his career, he's going to have triple double seasons. Um, so Luka Doncic should be my third guard. And the only thing that's really not great about his game is his three point shooting. I've always said this about him. His weakest, his, the weakest parts of his game are his three point shooting. Cause he literally chucks up like nine a game and only hits like 30 something percent and his defense he's shooting 29 percent from three in the bubble i mean he's still putting up 32 and 11 and 11 so like okay but like that's just the one kind of knack i I give him there but you know obviously he's still playing on at another whole nother level so whatever i'll give it to him my four my forward i am giving it to tj warren i feel like everyone should if you think if you think of giving the bubble MVP, TJ Warren is definitely going to be up there in discussion for a lot of people because I mean he's always been a baller. He's always been a guy that can get you a bucket. The Suns, I don't know what they were thinking by trading him for cash considerations, um, literally nothing. But in six games, TJ Warren has been averaging thirty-one six and two, shooting fifty-eight percent from the field, fifty-two percent from three, and eighty-nine percent from the free throw line. Just unreal. Um, the one really like eh iffy game he really had was against the heat it was that jimmy butler tj warren matchup everyone was hyping up and i just other than that i mean he didn't really show up that game not that he didn't show up but he just you know everyone was expecting a lot more out of him he didn't really put up his averages so but other than that tj warren has been playing at an unreal level the indiana pacers are currently i think they're the fifth seed in the eastern Con- yeah they're the fifth seed because miami is the fourth so they're still in contention for that uh four, five, six seed. They're kind of like, you know, in that little area, those three teams. But TJ Warren has been incredible for the Indiana Pacers. And finally, my big man, my center. Uh, This is the one guy I feel like a lot of people might disagree with and go up against me with, and that's fine. I'm going with Joel Embiid, um, who is the best center in the NBA, in my opinion. Uh, 20 points a game, nine rebounds. Those stats are kind of – are kind of – uh, tricky because in the last game he played, he only played six minutes or a few minutes and he got, he had gotten ankle injury. So he was taken out. So his stats um, probably would be higher if he didn't get taken out of that game. You know, he didn't really do much in six minutes. So the stats shot down, but Joel Embiid would be my starting center on this team to round it all out. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers are currently the sixth seed currently. Um, currently projected to play the Boston Celtics in the first round, but they also could win out and there's a chance that they can make it up to the fifth, the fifth seed as well, or the fourth seed even. So that's my five. Um, Ryan, I would love to hear what your, what your starting five is, even though we might have a few similar guys, I'm curious to hear who you have and why you have them. Well, to start at point guard, I got my boy, Damian Lillard. I love Damian Lillard. He's been, absolutely hooping lately um he has just been an absolute problem his actually his entire career and especially in the bubble he has been unstoppable um I don't really know what you can do when he catches fire when he caught fire when I was watching him against the Celtics I was like oh here we go they Mm -hmm. started to come back they never really got hold of coming back but um and then the Celtics beat him but this guy like he is one of the most underappreciated guards in the league. Like, he honestly is. He is so good. He does not get enough respect, and Damian Lillard is actually a problem. So, he would for sure be 
in my point guard position. Before, uh, before you thirty-seven going, a game. I have one question to ask you. What's that? Where would you rank Damian Lillard, like, and like for point guards in the NBA, like, like top three, top, top three, two, top three, top, top three. three? Who would you think is ahead of him? I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but I'm like, just curious because this was like, a discussion on Twitter last night. I think when Kyrie, when guys are healthy, I think when Kyrie's healthy, he's up there. Mm-hmm. I think he's above him. I think Kyrie's no doubt top three in the league. Yep. And then, uh, other than that, it's so hard because I think I think you could even put Dame at two, especially the way he plays right now. Like I don't know if I'm, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this name at you, and your eyes are gonna pop up. Your eyes are gonna open up. You ready? Who? Steph Curry. Steph Curry. When he's healthy, I think Steph yeah, Curry when is he's, the best point. No, no. When he – yeah, all right. So, when Steph Curry is healthy, I agree with you. I definitely do. <sighs> Damn. I wish I could put Dame in the same situations that Curry has been in, in, like, his mm-hmm. career but being in the finals and stuff, because then that would help me a lot more, and then I'd be able to see how he really is. Because, you know, they don't really go as far. He doesn't really get enough help. I mean, he has C.J. McCollum, but they get to a point, and then they break down, and Dame is the only one that still hoops. So. Yeah, it's tough. He's been put in a tough spot the his first uh, few years of his career, but obviously it, he's a special player. And I think it has to be Steph, Kyrie, and Dame, though. I'd probably agree with Russell, you. Russell, like a lot of people would argue that Westbrook is probably better, but I think Dame is just – I. it's because the market he's in, he doesn't get uh, enough – in he doesn't get enough spotlight mm-hmm. he really doesn't considering how good he is um i think i just saw a stat today that him and uh wilt chamberlain are the only players to have four 60 point games all time in a season uh or four or point, three three, three or three or four something 60 like that point yeah. games in a season and like out of everyone and i'm like what like incredible He's- He's yeah, he's on another level. I mean, he like I said earlier. I mean, I don't think there's anyone in the NBA more important, more valuable to their franchise than Damon Lillard is to the Portland Trailblazers. Like, if he wasn't on that team, <laughs> God knows they wouldn't nearly be. I mean, they're really. I mean, they're relevant. Don't get me wrong, but they would nearly be as relevant as they are without him. So no. I just wanted to ask you that question. Put him on like the Knicks. And like, oh my God, he's on a big. He's getting MVP conversation. Yeah, for sure. At least what like, and you have to think about it too. Like the Blazers are consistently like in playoff contention. Like last year, they because of him. Conference final. He will not let them. He won't. He won't let them miss the playoffs. I I was watching. You notice that they'll be in. They'll be out of playoff contention like halfway through the season. And then he snaps every second. That's half what happened season. in the bubble. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they were kind of like on the outskirts. And, and then last night I was watching the game and the Mavs went up by like five at one point, And I was just like, Lillard just came up, hit a three. And I was like, he is not going to let them lose. Like I was, I literally was just like, they are not going to lose because Lillard will not let him. And then they ended up winning. So yeah, that's just a player he is, bro. He's got the mama mentality. Not a lot of players have what he has. And that's what no. makes him so good. Exactly. All right. Um, but keep going with your list. Yeah, number two on my list is going to be Devin Booker. And I shouldn't even have to sp- explain myself. They're 7-0 and right now. Unbelievable how he's been playing. He, w- he hit a shot the other night from the center logo. And it, did not touch- it didn't touch the net. It didn't even touch. Like, it, <laughs> it didn't touch the net. It was like the how net did didn't he- move. The net didn't move. It's and I, wild. I couldn't believe it. The net didn't move. He's 
an absolute baller, man. He's a baller. And so then Draymond good. Green got fined uh, <laughs> for the comments that he made for on saying National he needs to get out of there. Well, he's not wrong. He's not wrong at all, but this guy's a bucket. Uh, I should again. I shouldn't even have to explain myself. He's been playing unbelievably. I have. I have one more question for you. Yeah. I, I, keep, I keep. I keep feeling. I. I feel bad for interrupting you, but I have one more question. Do you think Phoenix is America's team right now? <laughs> yes, they are America's team right now. Are you kidding me? Everyone's How could they not? Behind, everyone's behind Phoenix right now. They they might win. I'm season. all for it, bro. I want I want the Blazers to make the the playoffs because I think they would give the Lakers a run for their money. But I want to see them and the Suns in the playing tournament and that go like the full three games, whatever it one and one go to game three. I would love to see that. I would too. I absolutely would. Imagine, yeah, imagine Dame and Book going at it. Bro, that's that's must-watch TV. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? That would be incredible. Um, so for my um, small forward position, I'm so sorry. I just lost who I was putting. <laughs> I, 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 I lost All my person. I had Damian Lillard. I had um, Devin Booker. And then I was putting – I can't even find his name right now. I'm so sorry. I can't believe this. I oh, believe oh, all right. I'm putting Luka Doncic at the three. There Everyone, that's is. fine. Yo, we're going to keep that. So, understand <laughs> hey, how bad that was. The best of us. Yeah. So, at number three, I'm putting Luka Doncic. So far throughout his past, like, six games, I guess you could say, he's averaging 32 points per game. He's playing 39 minutes a game. He's also had a few triple doubles here and there. A stat line that he put up the other night, no one's ever put up before. I think he put up 39 points, about 15 uh, rebounds and, like, 19 assists, uh, or you flip-flop those ones. He's been playing awesome. Uh, he's keeping his team going, and he's obviously one of the best players out there. I think you have to put him on your list. I think if you don't, it's a little disrespectful. Uh, this guy's been playing incredible, so Luka Doncic is at my small forward position. Going at my four, I have – Mr. Walking Bucket so far, TJ Warren. Uh, TJ Warren, except for the Miami game that he played the other day, he has been averaging 29.7 points per game. And then he has also, I'm bringing this up because I also want to bring this up. He's been shooting 56% from the field while shooting 52% from three, which is a buck. Which is a bucket. So that's a bucket if you've ever so heard Dante, of Dante. So the way I'm gonna explain this. So okay. say I give you the ball twice, right? Yep. You're hitting that same shot in the corner one out of that two times every two times. You know what I mean? So I'm hitting every I'm hitting everything I look at, but I'm yeah. built different. All right, yeah, true. <laughs> you, you are the goat. Dante is the goat. I did hit like five threes in a middle school game once, so did you, you can't really say much. Yeah, bro. Um, yeah. I was nasty. I went off for like 12 points. Average like four points a game throughout my middle school career. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's all right. I'm not like Skip Bayless. No one can call me out on it. Didn't you average four points a game in middle school? <laughs> or, or Skip Bayless, they were like, didn't you average like three points a game your senior year of high school or something like that? <laughs> oh, you hate to see that. But, all right, not, yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to bring up the past. We're looking no, forward. no. Bring no, up the no. future. All right, so my fifth pick that I have on my list, it shouldn't be a surprise, but I kind of hate that I put him, is Giannis Antetokounmpo. 
Uh, Giannis himself has also been a problem, obviously. Uh, with the help of the refs, he has been absolutely incredible. <laughs> he has been averaging 27 <laughs> points a game. He's been t- playing 25 minutes a game. Um, but the thing is, yeah, that's that's the problem. Giannis has had games where he's just getting everything. And, again, we talked about this earlier on the show. What we saw yesterday and when he headbutted the, um, Wagner – it's just you gotta. What what are you doing? Just because he is like the best player in the league currently does not mean he cannot follow out. I mm-hmm. know you are trying to do it for ratings. I know you're trying to do it for the numbers, all that because that's who people want to see out on the court. But you have to make the calls. It's been getting ridiculous, and I'm putting this guy because I think he's good enough, and I think he it should be on there anyways. He's gonna win the MVP and probably Defensive Player of the Year also. Like I wouldn't be surprised, but. There has to be calls that have to get made on this guy, and it's it's getting atrocious now. And it reminds me of what LeBron used to get way back in the day. So, Dude, he's just becoming the golden child. That's just all it is. He's just the next guy up. The NBA just gives uh, gives him everything, and, and that, yep. that's just how it is. It, one thing about Giannis, though, that I think is just super impressive is the statistics that he puts up and in, in the amount of time that he does. Yep. Like, if you look at – on, I, mean, I want to – 27 in 25 minutes. Yeah, and then you look at the his uh, stats in total, Han. I, w- I want to look this up because I want to be exact with what I'm saying. If my laptop wasn't so slow. He averages like – all right, Han, pulling it up right now. Pulling up right now, guys. Excuse me. Excuse me. But I want to be excused. very accurate. I want to be very accurate with what I'm about to say here. We're accurate okay. shooters. So this season, he averages 29.5 points per game in 30 minutes. That, like, 39, 13, and six assists in 30 minutes. Like, that's stupid. The fact that he doesn't have to play, like, 34, 35 minutes a game is just ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that is amazing. Like he just he's so, he's just <laughs> that's so ridiculous. Like he's so efficient with like the limited amount of time, and obviously the Bucks like them being as good as they are. That's the reason why he doesn't play that much because they blow teams out and he doesn't have to play you know big chunk of minutes like close games or whatever. But just that that's just wild to me. When I was making my MVP arguments and all that stuff, I was just looking at that and I was like, imagine if he played like thirty four, like he had a full four extra minutes a game, like wild yeah that's wild i didn't even know he was averaging that much in that amount of time yeah it's it's absolutely insane but all right so that's where we kind of different that's where we uh disagreed there you had Giannis, i had Embiid. i definitely could have put Giannis, but i kind of wanted to have the traditional center in there um but who knows what the nba will do they'll probably throw Giannis in there just because it's Giannis, and how could they leave him off one guy one guy that we both left off that in all honesty he should get considered to win uh not not to win anything but he should be an honorable mention is michael porter jr on the denver nuggets this guy has been lighting it up i have i'm not trying to pat myself on the back but i have always been saying all this guy needs is playing time and he will be the legit second or third option on the denver nuggets like that is literally like what he can do just bravo just thank you a little golf clap bro it's just (laughs) like he could he could drop twenty points a game in his sleep, honestly. Like that's how talented he is. He was a top three, top five pick in his draft, but slipped to the Nuggets in the lottery because of his back and a few other injuries that he's had. 
he has the talent. It's just the fact that he was rehabbing. He never got playing time. And now in the bubble, he's getting playing time. And he's just absolutely been going off for the Denver Nuggets. So that's someone I wish I could have thrown on there. But unfortunately, I couldn't do it. Um, but Michael Porter Jr., uh, he should be in everyone's honorable mention when it comes to this list. Or this team, I should say. So, Ryan, we gave our five guys. We gave our all-seeding team. Now it's time to give out the MVP award. It's time to give the MVP to someone who has been the best player in all of the bubble games so far. We have about one or two left for some of these players have one or two games left. Ryan, who do you think should be the MVP of the Orlando bubble? Damian Lillard. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, no, no. I that's what I'm explain, going with. but like, I think I understand why. No. Yeah. It shouldn't even be explained. Um, Damian Lillard throughout the bubble has been so good. And the thing about him is he will never allow his team to miss the playoffs. And uh, Dante said it earlier. He's got that mama mentality, which a lot of people don't have. And it's very true because this guy, if you talk shit, you're really going to be saying sorry. And that's what happened. The Clippers started testing him and he started balling. And this guy, who knows what he's going to do now in the playoffs? Like mm -hmm. he's going to be an absolute, again, problem. So, I don't know how teams will figure him out. I don't know how teams can think chirping will do the will, will fix the issue, but he's going to be my MVP. He is one of my favorite players in the league. I think he's one of the best players in the league, and he's by far a top three-point guard in the league. And throughout this bubble, he's shown why he is so underappreciated. So, Dame Lillard, you are my bubble MVP. Now – I agree with everything that you're saying, except that you said that he's the bubble MVP. Because I right, believe whatever. Devin Booker is the bubble MVP. And this is why I believe Devin Booker is the bubble MVP. MVP yes. versus MVP. Yes, Dame Time, has, Dame Time has arrived in the bubble, and he has had 50, 60-point performances and has absolutely put the Trailblazers on his back. But you know who else has put the team on their back? You know who else has basically – Damon Lillard didn't raise the Trailblazers from the dead. They were always, they always had life. Their heart was always beating. The Suns, mm -mm. they were already six feet under. Their heartbeat stopped. They shouldn't have been. People were like, why are the Suns even coming to, to the bubble? I was saying, why is this Phoenix Suns coming into the bubble? The Phoenix Suns are 7-0 in the NBA bubble. They have been the story of this entire, entire Orlando as seven, eight games so far. They have one more game left. I said his stats, 31, four, four and a half rebounds, six assists a game. Just the guy has been playing on another level. He's been playing on another level for the past like three years, but no one, think, talk, no one talks about it. No one gives him any consideration because of the team that he is on. But now that the Phoenix Suns are getting mainstream attention, they are being covered nationally on TV. They are just being talked about more because they're a team that is, you know, they're fighting. They're showing that they have heart. They're showing that they have fight, that they're showing that they deserve to be in that playing tournament. They're showing people that they shouldn't have been a joke. They shouldn't have been slept on coming into this. And you know what? I slept on them. I don't think anyone really expected them to be where they are right now. So for that reason, I'm giving Devin Booker the award because he is obviously the leader of that team. He has been just you know, Damian Lillard maybe has had the better, like, individual performances, but it's just from where they were when this started to where they are now, the Phoenix Suns, that's a, that's a whole other story, and Devin Booker leading the charge. So that's why I give him the MVP. But literally, 
it's a one a one b type of thing like those both of those guys deserve it like it's not like if Damian Lillard wins it I'm not gonna be like oh no 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 Devin Booker should have won it it's like okay I see why Damian Lillard won it and vice versa you know what I mean it's just he's averaging by the way I forgot to say averaging 37 uh with nine assists and four rebounds a game we're talking about uh Damian Lillard Yes. That's the that's honestly the most impressive thing to me is the nine assists going along with the thirty seven points. Yeah, he's like he's still, actually like dropping dimes when he's yeah, when he's, he's out still there. moving the ball and still balling out. Like yeah, still scoring. That that's wild. Um but I would love to see the Trailblazers in the playoffs. I would love to see them in the first round matchup against the Los Angeles Lakers because I think that the only team that could give the Lakers a run for their money. I'm not saying they could beat them, but I think that the Blazers very much could take that series to six games. Honestly, call me crazy, but I think that they could take it to seven games, honestly. If Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum are feeling themselves, Nurk- for, also, uh, uh, Yurkic, Nur- <laughs> uh, yeah. he is one of the most underrated centers in the NBA. He can literally not do any wrong. Like He does everything so well, and he is so he essential to that team. Um, he got traded from the Denver Nuggets to the Trailblazers. I forgot what the trade was. I think it was like Will Barton or something like that. I could be wrong, but um, the Nuggets got rid of him. Just imagine if the Nuggets still had him, him and Jokic. That would be insane. But um, that team is just like equipped. Gary Trent Jr. too, just absolutely just been a flamethrower in Orlando. I think that that team can give the Lakers some trouble. So I would love to see that matchup, um, but we'll see what happens. We still have a few games left. Oh, that's no, no. That's all I, I was. Gonna, I didn't know if you had something to toss in there. I thought too. I thought you were gonna keep going. No, no, that, no, that was no. It for that's me. my that's my rant about the. I had to I had to ask you. I'm so sorry for the pause, everyone. <laughs> but um, who it's do you, four it's four forty five. Right? Yeah, no, it's really hot. Um, who would you? Whose two K rating would you say would go up the highest? Like, who would have the highest like boost? Out of the guys we just mentioned, or just like out of anyone? no, just anyone who's played in the bubble. Who do you think like has played the best? Who deserves Pro- like the highest rating? Probably T.J. Like, Warren. Increase. I would say T.J. Warren. T.J. Warren. Yeah, like from same, where he same. was to now. I mean, Devin Booker, and I mean, I'm a 2K guy. I don't have the ratings right in front of me, but I know for a fact that um, you know, Booker and Damon Lillard were up there in rating. I know they were like high 80s. Probably Damon Lillard, probably low 90s. Honestly. Um, TJ Warren probably was no more than like an 83, 84. And after this, I'd probably give him like an 87. All right. Yeah. Probably like a, like, but like if you guys don't play video games, like 2K, like a three, four rating increase is a lot. Like that's a pretty that good is. amount for, yeah. for 2K. So I, yeah, I'd probably say TJ Warren. Um, but if I'm going from like the beginning of the season to now, I'm going with, uh, you know, my boy, Jason Tatum. Yo, have to, uh, but he's not. In this make him a ninety-three. <laughs> make him a ninety-three. He might be a ninety. I think he'll be like an eighty-nine, ninety next year. But we'll see. The new game comes out in a month, uh, less than a month actually. So uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, no, uh, that's really all we have to talk about for the bubble games. We have three more days of regular season seeding bubble games. Um, there's currently a game on right now that I'm watching: Houston Rockets, Indiana Pacers. Uh, TJ Warren isn't playing for the Pacers and neither is Westbrook. Like I mentioned earlier, cause he is out with an injury. Uh, but we have today, tomorrow, Thursday, and then Friday. And then we have the play in tournament. I believe it starts on Sunday. 
Um, I could, I think it's Saturday or Sunday. I'm pretty sure it's Sunday. And then after that, we have the actual playoffs and that is when the excitement begins because from what we've seen during the bubble, I think that anything could happen in the playoffs, especially with the no fans, the AAU yep. style, like just feeling, I think that is going to be um, pretty exciting and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So am I, I'm super excited for what the playoffs are going to hold. We're going to get a lot of interesting matchups, a lot of interesting storylines, and it'll be, a, it'll be a fun time. We'll have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. But that this is it. This is it for uh, Hoops Caviar. This was episode seven. We you know, talked, uh, talked about the bubble, talked about who we thought should win the MVP, make the, the seeding teams, and that's that. Uh, thank you guys for listening once again, uh, you beautiful, beautiful people. Um, we'll be back again next week to talk about uh, probably the playoffs. We'll probably have a few playoff games to talk about at that point. But until then, my name is Dante Toro. You can follow me on Twitter at Dante on Deck. There you can find the Twitter handles uh, to this podcast at Hoops Caviar and as well as our other pa- podcast, Chasing Games. Podcast. 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 Where we talk about all things Boston, <laughs> Boston Celtics. Um, you could also on my Twitter account, you can find the link to my my uh, blog, and you could also find I'm making YouTube videos again, so you can find me on YouTube as well, Dante on Deck. And Ryan, where uh, where can these beautiful people find you on social media? These beautiful people can find me at four hundred one Sheehan on Twitter. That's where I post all my hilarious, funny stuff. I talk about the Celtics. I talk about my podcast, Sheehan's World, which is currently on break. I'm trying to figure out better ways to improve it. So I'm probably going to bring it to YouTube and do stuff like that, like you, Dante. And then also we have Chasing Banners. And for Sheehan's World, you can follow that podcast at Sheehan's World Pod on Instagram. And I just post it on my Twitter. So, yeah. And that's all I got. So thank you very much, guys. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, much love, and we'll, uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.